welcome to another installment of the Mike's Effed Up Journey podcast. What do we have on today's agenda? Hmm, what does this say? What if we never met? What if we did, but got so caught up in a platonic friendship that we grew old and never acted on our love? What if we hated each other? That would suck. Ugh, we're doing this segment again? Okay. And now, resident romantic Tigerman addresses his bride-to-be whoever she might be. Dear lady that I love so much and or have not met yet, I just had the most dreadful thought the other night when I was brushing my fangs and getting ready for sleep. What if our love were to never happen? It's a ridiculous notion, you might say. Our love is or could be one of the greatest of all time, right? I have no problem with that, my brown, er, blue, er, green-eyed beauty. However, the the thought, once planted in my head, grew and grew until I could no longer ignore it. Here are some of the scenarios I saw where our love might be thwarted by the cruel hands of fate and society, preventing you from being the first of my many non-simultaneous wives. Scenario number one. We never meet. This is a frightening possibility, so much so that I worry that if I think about it for too long, the stress will make all my lovely striped fur fall out. The sad truth is that it is entirely possible that this might happen, if it hasn't already. The world is so vast, and there are so many people. It's possible that we might be born on opposite sides of the globe and never cross paths. Is it my fault that I'm a big city tiger? and you were born and raised in a small town in Greenland, never moving more than 25 miles from where you were born? Or what if it's more tragic than that? What if I get out of an Iron Maiden concert at the garden, and stop by a Dwayne Reed, and pass right by you and your girlfriends, as I buy a water bottle to rehydrate myself? My head is still echoing with the riffs of Hallowed Be Thy Name, while you tell your girlfriends that you can't seem to meet a nice guy. I, of course, don't hear this because my ears are still ringing from being next to the speakers all night, and I leave the store without ever seeing your beautiful face. It makes me want to cry in a very masculine, ferocious, jungle cat kind of way. Scenario number two. Just friends. Another terrifying possible situation that might hinder us from being the greatest lovers of all time. Perhaps we met in high school or college, or somehow met through mutual friends at a party or something. We had a few laughs and had plenty in common, but somehow we never quite had any real tension between us, or at least never acted upon it. Suddenly, you're telling me about your job, your boyfriend, and everything else about your life. I, of course, care about you, so I listen and respond with witty lines, and we have a good time when we get together. However, we get trapped in the platonic zone. I never get to know the taste of your presumably sweet lips. Que tragedia. Imagine if someone you cared deeply about thought you were invisible. Makes me want to write a mournful bass solo. Of course, they won't let me put it on the album. The fools. Scenario number three, mortal enemies. Now this possibility almost made me take a razor to my throat. No, actually it did not. I was never what kids might call emo. Yeah, right. 
Could you imagine how dreadful this would be? Imagine. We work together, or perhaps have rival bands. We never take the time to get to know one another. Bad blood happens to build up through our competition with one another. Somehow rumors start that I called you a cold-hearted witch with no soul. In turn, you start accusing me of using bass samples on the record, and that I couldn't play a single note in the right key if I wanted to. This all escalates until we start leaving flaming bags of excrement on each other's porches, and pull other pranks in an ever-escalating rivalry until eventually one of us is gone down, and then months later the other is as well, in retaliation. Both cases remain unsolved, and people wish we had never gotten caught up in such an antagonistic relationship. If we had only taken the time to know each other, we could have realized just how right we are for one another. But it was too late. These are just a few examples of what could prevent us from making Sweet Love by Starlight, with Al Green playing on the 8-track tape. Ugh, my fragile feline heart. My gruff tiger exterior conceals the heart of... of... Uh, Oh, never mind. I must go express myself through my base. Stay gorgeous, you lovely lady, whoever you are. Sincerely, your first husband, Tiger Man. Tiger Man is a self-taught bass player, as well as a six-foot-tall anthropomorphic tiger creature. He spends all the time he isn't playing music talking about his future wives. So far, he has had no girlfriends. Maybe it's the sharp fangs and claws that turn them off. Or maybe it's just the fact that he's a bass player. If Mike's F-Dub journey was disjointed during the first album, and united during the second album, they were pretty much missing on the third album, Intergetting. A careful listen to the band's third consecutive concept album will reveal its lack of bass and drums, with only an occasional use of acoustic guitar. In a way, it's the band's version of And Justice For All, but with even less bass. After the noisy mess that was the Walrus Chronicles, Gmod got bombarded with complaints from everyone within shouting distance of the band's recording studio. In a desperate attempt to avoid an angry mob, the wily producer enrolled the band in a poetry workshop for a few weeks. The result? MFUJ's best lyrics with a severe lack of rock. Having already tackled internal struggles with the debut album, and political disillusion with the second, the band decided to discuss the internet as if it were the harbinger of the apocalypse. Logging On opens the album with an enthusiastic vocal from Slate, inviting the listener to join the internet with the same fervency one would have when joining the a comment no more. It's the internet for sure. We're logging on! With a big fat broadband cable. We're logging on! Browsers on the desktop, not a table. We're logging on. We can go anywhere without leaving our comfort chair. We're logging on. We're logging on. 
on social networking is a cautionary tale about overstating one's private moments on social media. Hey now, check it out. Photos on my ethereal wall. My crazy drunk friends. Why don't you give them a call? But I bet their bosses won't appreciate seeing this debauchery they sure will hate. Exhibitionism at its finest. What kind of friendships can this foster when hundreds of names are just a roster? It's a network all right of civil strangers poking around oblivious to danger. Put yourself up for the world to see just how vain this generation can be. Brick's Electronic Mail is a ballad about the impermanence of electronic communication as well as the damaging effect Reply All can have on one's career. The shadow-penned spam is a spoken word poem that gets more menacing as the innocuous authors from internet spam emails become self-aware and seek to harm the you user. You feel insecure about your appearance? Free ringtones when you subscribe for a small fee! Goodbye, yellow teeth. Wanna lose weight fast and easy? Find love. Big-headed. For rent. The new websites of misery to you. Let's have fun destroying you. Do you want? Do you need? We will find you, and when we do, we will have fun tearing you into pieces. This transitions into Slate's acoustic jam, Virus, about, well, viruses. You have been infected. a virus named Osiris that surprised us this past Sunday while a worm named Germ did burn up the network's way Tiger Man wrote Wikiculture to discuss the dangers of relying on unreliable sources for information because they can manipulate how you see the world. We are your one-stop source of information. From celebrity birthdays to the Great Depression, we let you upload the info to our democratic creed. More authors than we really need. History is written by the winners. But the present is written by the wired. Misinformation's eating up willingly. Consumption more valid than the truth. Shadows buffering may seem to be about internet loading speeds, but it's really about how impatient we've become. Buffering, A furious buffering, click of the mouse buffering, doesn't help none. Buffering, buffering, just makes buffering, you sore. Buffering, 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 buffering.
Fishing for Identity is a menacing track penned by Tiger Man about how easy one can lose their good name because of a clever hacker. Gotcha! I'm the new you! Your name, your soul, your credit cards, and you ain't got no clue. I'm the thief you never see. I only take what belongs to me. All these identities are now mine. My digital manifest destiny. All Alone is the heart of the album. It strips away the humor of previous songs and gets to the alienation the internet can create as one becomes isolated while sitting in front of a screen all day instead of interacting with other people. Clickety-clack of plastic keys. Cubicles, dorm rooms, basements. Tapping away, clicking and dragging. Connected to a world wide web. And yet never been more alone. Eyes straining, muscles atrophying, vocal cords rusting. I want to see my friends again. I want to hug my family. But they are so far away. I haven't seen them in so long. I'm all alone. This gives way to Prawn Song, which is about all the dark impulses one can indulge online and become desensitized in a truly apocalyptic sense, as everyone becomes so physically debilitated from seeking pleasure online that the world collapses, resulting in Armageddon. Or, in this case, Intergeddon. One can only imagine if some truly talented musician added music to the vocals, what the results could be. Oh well. Thanks for listening to the Mike's F-Top Journey podcast. Bye-bye. Copyright 2017, Mike's F'd Up Journey.